Welcome to the Intuitively You podcast, where we chat all things intuitive eating, body image, finding peace with food, and so much more. I'm your host, Jen Baswick, intuitive eating dietitian and embodiment coach, and I'm your guide along your journey to food freedom so that you can improve your relationship with food and your body to no longer hold you back from living your best, most fulfilling life. We'll be chatting about all the real talk, the tips and tricks, the struggles, and most importantly, how you, yes you, can finally find peace with food and your body. After each episode, I'll be sure to wrap it up with some takeaways for you to implement in your life, so make sure to stick around until the end. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Today's guest is Haley Bowler-Cook. Haley is a soul-led entrepreneur and holistic success coach, the founder of Uplift Lifestyle, the host of Uplift Lifestyle podcast, and the founder and CEO of Fit Portal. Haley works with high-level women manifesting high-level success in alignment with their soul's path. Haley facilitates her clients to align with their desires while living in pleasure to activate and amplify their experience of abundance, love, health, joy and success. Her vibe is owning what you want, claiming what you want, and then having what you want. Haley's work is a deep integration of energetics, embodiment, spirituality, and the quantum realm. Self-leadership is at the forefront of Haley's life, work, and her success, and she leads you to lead yourself. Okay, I am so excited to have Haley on the podcast today. Haley is a dear friend of mine, and I'm just so excited for this chat. I know it's going to be such a goodie. So Haley, welcome. Thank you. I'm really, really excited to be here. And seeing you, you know, birth this podcast into the world has been really exciting because so many people need these messages. So I'm just honored to be here. Yeah, awesome. I love that. Thank you so much. And your podcast is absolutely wonderful. So the listeners should definitely tune into that as well. Do you want to just give us like a little bit of a rundown of what you're all about and kind of, I guess, how this relates to what we're going to be chatting about today in terms of intuition, stepping into your power and how that relates to people's relationship with food and their body? Yeah, so I'll start by saying my name is Haley Bowler-Cook, and I'm the founder and CEO of Uplift Lifestyle and Fit Portal. So I'm an entrepreneur. I call myself a soulpreneur because my businesses are all aligned with how I'm feeling, what I'm creating, what I'm bringing into the world. It's very much this extension of who I am. And I'm a podcast host as well, a holistic success coach. So the way this all ties in is my main energy is living my best life and then being this permission slip to everyone else to live their best life. And it really, for me, leads with leading with desire and doing what you want. And I heard you say, Jen, on one of your podcasts, that it's all about feeling good, right? That's why this, that's why you do intuitive eating. That's why you do what you do. It's all about feeling good, where my big motto is enjoy life. So they're so aligned in the sense that holistic success is enjoying all parts of life. So I really support my clients in building more wealth for themselves, money for themselves, really nourishing and nurturing their relationships so they fall more in love with themselves and those in their life. Career, I'm huge in clarity coaching and career. And a big part of what I do 
is I work with the quantum field. So I work with spirit, I work with energy, and the work that I do is spiritually channeled. So I bring that all together to support my clients and anyone in my world, whether it's podcasts or programs, and living their best life, enjoying life, enjoying the journey, and then, you know, reaching all of their manifestations in quantum rapid speed while enjoying that process. Um, So that's kind of where I'm at now. Of course, it's been a journey and I've done all the things to get here. So I would say me in a nutshell is I live my best life and I show you how to do the same by just literally being me. It's like the best recipe as a projector, a 6'2 projector. I just get to be me and then I inspire other people to be themselves. Yes, I absolutely love that. Just living your best life is the motto. And I think that's absolutely beautiful. And it's all about just being authentic, right? Mm -hmm. I think that's a good (laughs) word to describe you is just authentic. And I think that's also what intuitive eating is all about, right? Like being authentic in how you eat and how you treat your body and how that plays out in all those other aspects of your life too, because that can deeply impact your relationships, your career, how you feel just about yourself all the things so Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely think these worlds are so aligned and I love how much you channel spirituality as well that's something that I would love to chat about a little bit and how all of that plays into stepping into your higher power and just being your best most authentic self so absolutely Mm -hmm. love that I'm so excited to chat with you today and um, just to maybe start us off and give the listeners kind of an idea of maybe what your journey and experiences were in terms of your relationship with food and your body, because I know this is something we've chatted about before, but if you feel comfortable doing so, I would love for you to share a little bit about that, just so the listeners kind of have a little bit of background from that aspect as well. Absolutely. So I think I'll start by saying I recognize my privilege as a white blonde, small bodied woman. Um, However, I've still had my struggles with my relationship with my body and my relationship with food, as we all do in this modern world where we're constantly fed images and ideals of what's beautiful, right? And how we should eat and how we should be. So I guess that my sort of journey with my body and my relationship to my intuition and my relationship to food I think where it really started for me was in high school. I was an like a really good athlete. I played all the club sports, best best in sports at my school, and I just ate a lot. Like I loved food. I and I still to this day just love food. Like food's always been this very like pleasure based thing in my life. And funny enough, now I'm dating a chef, so it's all making sense. It's all coming together. <laughs> it's full circle. But I'm really blessed that my parents had this really beautiful, healthy relationship with food. My mom's vegetarian and now vegan. So we did always have, you know, these healthy, nourishing ideals around food. However, we were never told you have to be vegan or vegetarian. We just kind of ate what we wanted. And I ate a lot because I was burning a lot of energy. I was an athlete and I was hungry all the time. Like, I feel like in high school, I just spent my years being hungry because I was always working out. So that was all good and dandy. And it wasn't until I think like grade 12 going into college. So I did a diploma in fitness and health promotion. And then I did a degree in clinical kinesiology. So health and fitness, it was my world is still my world, but very much was my world for the six years there. But when I went from high school to 
uh, college, I started being impacted by the images of the ideal woman and, and, you know, the restrictive eating and just how normal it was. So my story with restrictive eating really began in college when I was taking fitness and health promotion, I got really into working out even more than I was doing. I was working out two, sometimes three hours a day. And I just thought this was healthy and normal. It's funny now because I probably work out two, three hours a week max now. And I was doing that in a day. On top of that, I was restricting my meals. So for instance, if I knew I was going to see my boyfriend or go to the bar or anywhere where my body would be on display, let's say, I just wouldn't eat. I literally wouldn't eat. I would skip meals. I would I would just, and this is what I like to say, and I have, Jen and I have talked on my podcast about this, and I've had a, I did a really long post one time about my disordered eating and relationship with food, but what I really want to make clear is I had no idea that I had a disordered relationship with food. I thought it was so normal to not nourish myself before the bar. If I was drinking, I would would not eat because I'd want to A, look really lean in what I was wearing at the bar, and B, I wanted to have more room for alcohol. So not the most aligned, <laughs> healthy thing to do, but I think we've all been there or in some in some dynamic. So it was it was like that, right? I was I was getting good results in the sense that people were saying, Oh, you look amazing. I was really lean, I was really fit, and I felt okay right? It wasn't until I look back in, in in hindsight and go, wow, there was some disordered eating going on here. And I'm really grateful that I, I kind of grew out of it. It wasn't as intense as some people experience, but it was definitely enough for me to really connect to my younger self and show her a lot of self-love because all she was doing, I'm saying she as in myself, this is how the work that I do. So I talk, compartmentalize parts of myself sometime, but it was, it's this honoring of all she was doing was wanting to be loved and adored and accepted, right? So it all makes sense. So fast forward, then it sort of evened out and eased out into my second and years in between college and university. wasn't I wasn't thinking about food too much. I wasn't thinking about restricting too much. I wasn't thinking about exercising too much. It was all sort of just this like habit. Come university, I had really aligned with spirituality and I had really aligned with my higher self and there was no intention of restrictive eating at this point it wasn't trying to shrink or pretzel myself in ways that I had done before which was very harmful for myself and then of course you know relationships I see how it all tied in um I I do also want to say like I have been the picture of health my whole life people look up to me as a health icon in my life and nobody would have known I was struggling with this disordered eating in college. There's no way any would have, would have known. Um, not even my closest friends, my partner or my family. I didn't even know, right? I didn't even know. And it was tapping into my intuition when I moved into university, when I began the spiritual journey, my intuition was so strong. I trusted myself so much that I was like, oh, I actually want to eat when I'm hungry and I actually want to stop when I'm full and I actually want to eat the foods I crave. I don't want to make myself wrong for eating, wanting to eat pizza a couple times a week because I just love eating pizza. So I had this really rapid mindset and energetic intuitive shift with how I was eating. But something happened to me in, and we won't go into all the details, in my third year of university in the summer that really shook my trust and it really messed with my 
trusting my intuition because I felt like I couldn't trust other people. Therefore, I couldn't trust myself. And it was this cycle. And what happened was I became a very high achieving, even more than I was, hustling, productivity oriented person. And again, I was killing it in all the ways, doing well in school, doing well in my relationships, doing well in my friendships, super healthy, had all these jobs, was making good money. All the things were looking really good on the outside. So I wasn't, again, aware of where things were at. But with this lack of trust and this lack of intuition that I was experiencing again, when I thought I was kind of done and over with it, it was like, oh, I don't need to nurture that anymore. It's done. What happened was I started over-exercising again as a sense of control. I started limiting my caloric intake again as a sense of control. And I started just overworking my body. I ended up losing my period. I ended up developing a pelvic floor constriction. Um, I ended up having severe burnout. I never got sick. I was so sick. All these things happened. My body stopped trusting me. So it just shut down. And I've done hypnosis and energy clearing on it since. And and the, the truth is my body didn't trust me. So even though mentally and emotionally, I was like, okay, I know what I need to do. I know how I want to live. My body was still in so much trauma from how I was really just disrespecting it. Right. And there's no judgment to myself and there's no judgment to you. If you feel you're disrespecting your body, it's, it's so complicated why we do these things, but my body wasn't trusting me. It's taken a lot of deep healing. And what it looks like for me now is sleeping a lot, resting a lot, lying down a lot, working out way less, only working out if I, if my body says, I want to move, I want to move. It used to be, I have to move or I'm not going to look the way I want to look or feel. I used to think I worked out specifically for how I felt, but now I'm working out less and I feel better. So I, I realize Fitness is a huge part of my life and it always will be. And I'm a huge advocate for exercise, believe me. But I'm now more moving into intuitive movement, which is moving when it feels good, not moving because you should. So that's been the kind of the long story. Sorry, that was long. But that's kind of how I got to where I am, where I literally just listen to my body. My body's like, I'm not hungry. Or my body's like, I'm starving. Or my body's like, I'm really craving salt or my body's really craving sugar, or my body's craving a beautiful salad. Like I just, I like touch, touch my body and I go, what do you want? What do you want, babe? And then I give it to it. Same thing with exercise, (laughs) same thing with sleep. And it's been a journey to get here. So I think that I'll leave it at that, but I've definitely been there in ways. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. I know it's like, kind of digging into the past a little bit and talking about these things not always is the most enjoyable experience, but I think that it is really nice for the listeners to hear and relate to individuals like yourself and knowing like, yeah, everything did look great on the outside, right? Mm -hmm. And we can feel these ways and it can be really lonely going through something like that. So just having someone to relate to is amazing. So thank you for sharing that. And I think that there are so many points there that were just amazing to point out 
first of all, just like the not knowing Mm -hmm. of yourself as you were going through those experiences of restricting and trying to control your body in all these sorts of ways with exercise and food, because Mm -hmm. I had the same experience. I thought I was just being super, super healthy and that's what it was. And no, like looking back in hindsight, like you said, like, wow, that, that was not serving me and my body at all. (laughs) That was just like, yeah breaking down that trust Mm -hmm. and I think that's a huge huge piece of this and I would love to chat about that more too is the trust in your body and that your body also trusts you yeah and that trust is broken from trying to like hyper focus and control so much Mm -hmm. and you're so right in that there are so many things that fuel what gives us that sense of need to control things right Mm -hmm. so there are so many things that can fuel that but a way we can find control is controlling our bodies and it's Mm -hmm. especially impacted when we hear all of these things from society like this is what your body should look like and these are xyz things you can do to shrink it and make it that way Mm -hmm. so wow just so much so much stuff there that was just really great to point out and yeah I think your journey is beautiful and I'm happy for you to have kind of grown through that Mm -hmm. entirely and I think there's a really good point to mention there too that yeah things weren't at their best before and then you got better but then it went downhill again Mm -hmm. and now here we are and you're flourishing so it's not always a linear path right like we have our ups and downs through all of our journeys Mm -hmm. so just wanted to point that out too but yeah of course intuition is something that you embrace right Mm -hmm. like that is kind of at the core of living authentically and living your best life and using that on a daily basis to help yourself and your clients Mm -hmm. did embracing that intuition and allowing that trust in or how did that help you to come to terms of having a better relationship with food in your body I know you touched on that a little bit but if you want to kind of maybe lay out how that looked actually in terms of allowing more of that trust and intuition to come in to feel better about these things. Yeah. So I think I'll start by saying trust and intuition are very interconnected to me. And I don't, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, let me define them separately. Like to me, they are one and the same. And having trust in your body, it feels like it's this unwavering thing. But if we're not listening to our intuition, it's really wavery. And then we we aren't actually at the core of what do I need? What would feel really good? And the premise of the work that I do now is want what you want, then have what you want. And it's more so in manifestation, but it is so directly linked to your intuition. So here's what I want us to do together, actually. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to just hold your body. If that feels safe, you don't have to, but if it feels safe, you can hold your body. And just give yourself this big exhale. Oftentimes it can feel really emotional if you haven't given yourself that gift in a while. So that's the step number one of how I connect to my intuition. I literally just slow down because we, and I believe we are moving out of it collectively and there's always going to be multiple realities and multiple paradigms existing, but if you're listening to this podcast, the Intuitively You podcast, I trust and know that you're in the reality and the paradigm of, I want to live a beautiful, healthy life. I want to feel successful and I want to feel aligned in my life. So if you're in this paradigm, which I do believe that you are, you 
are aware of the true necessity of mindfulness and slowing down. So step number one is slowing down. And I think often in the, in the self-developing world, it can feel sort of mundane to talk about mindfulness because it's been around so long, but it is truly the, the doorway to intuition and trusting yourself. So slowing down and just taking those exhales and then, and just asking yourself, what do I need? Sometimes that's the first question. What do I need? And it's sometimes like, oh, I need to like lie down and elevate my legs. Or it's like, I need a hug or I need to scream or I need to eat a nourishing like green salad or I need a slice of pizza. Like your body will tell you what it needs and it's not your job to figure out why it needs what it needs. It's just your job to give it what it needs. Your body is your, it's your capsule taking you through this beautiful earth experience and the more and more I've tapped into my intuition I don't judge myself for how I treated my body in the past I really recognize that there was wounded parts of me that wanted to feel even more loved and even more beautiful and it was all that but really on this journey of intuition it's this beautiful body that I was gifted no matter how big or small it is no matter how hard or soft it is it's taking me through earth So I want to nourish it and I want to give it what it needs. So slow down, close your eyes, hold your body and ask, what do I need? Once you you do that on a regular basis, a couple times a day, whenever you feel off kilter, whenever you feel frantic or chaotic in your busy life and your body begins to trust you, it says, it goes, oh my gosh, my human is giving me what what I need. This is so nice. I can actually trust that my voice is being heard. And it's literally that simple. Your body is this part of you that just wants to be heard. And once you're able to, what do I need? It gets way more fun and it becomes, what do I want? Because it's, if you can't trust yourself in your need, it's not possible to trust yourself in your want and your desire. So many people, and I do a program called Heal Your Inner Child because so many people do not trust their desires. So let's bring it back to food. You don't trust yourself when your body says, ooh, I would really love some ice cream tonight. That would feel really good. We don't trust ourselves if we don't give ourselves what we need. So coming back to this, what do I need? Slowing down. And then once that's so unwavering and it's, ooh, my body is really needing this, whether it's sleep, a type of food, or some sort of connection, it gets to be this really pleasure and this is where the realm I play in is this pleasure based way of living of what do I want because we're here to really soak it all in <laughs> so I was vegan for a couple years on and off and I realized it was actually I only bring this up because I think the vegan the vegan culture is so beautiful and so conscious in in the way that it's supporting humanity and the way that it's supporting the planet However, that's not why I was vegan. I'll be honest with you. I was vegan to control my body and I was kind of brainwashing myself that it was for these conscious reasons and it it really wasn't. So again, meet yourself where you're at. Why is it that you are the way you are? I still choose to eat majority plant-based because now I'm in more intuition with myself and the more connected you are and loving to yourself, the more connected you are and loving to the planet. So that all kind of happened where now I do choose to eat more plant-based, but my body really does crave meat. My body really does crave, um, cheesy pizza. Like it, it just does. And I'm tapped into this 
this energy and trust with myself that I give it what it wants. So it's not about what should I do for the the other people around me, for the world. It's what do I want for me? And this is can be considered selfish if we're not in a place of alignment and deep self-trust. So start with the slowing down the mindfulness. And once you get into the habit of that and you're just giving your body what you need, first off, you feel so good. Your energe- your energy and your energetics are like highly magnetic. And then secondly, you tap into the new realm of possibility of what do I want? Because now I trust myself. So I get to have what I want. And every time you, you know, you stretch in maybe it's in your relationship with food where you start to feel comfortable eating the fun foods that you used to not allow yourself to eat. You stretch a little bit more and then it becomes, oh, I I get to eat these foods whenever I want. And you stretch a bit more, or maybe you start to stretch in your career and your finances or in your relationships, but you always are going to have that trust that's always going to be expanding with you. So it feels like you don't trust yourself again. And then you just remind yourself that you trust yourself. So it's not like, I trust myself. So now I get to do whatever. It's it's this muscle that we build and we maintain it over and over again. I hope that answered your question. Yes. No, it absolutely did. And yeah, you are so right in that trust is not just something that you're, you wake up and you're like, oh, I practiced that once and, and now I trust myself. Like, it's so great. <laughs> I never have to work on that again. Exactly. No, it's definitely something that you continue to foster and continue to stretch into different areas of your life. Like you're saying, you need to meet your needs mm-hmm. and then you can move into the, more of those wants yes. and kind of expanding your entire life that way, right? Yeah. And absolutely like our relationship with food we eat every day and like it's a it's a need like Uh eating food and giving ourselves that nourishment is a full need it's not Mm -hmm. optional like us as humans need that to survive so we need to allow ourselves to have a beautiful experience with food to just feel whole in our life Mm -hmm. and that's why this podcast is called intuitively you and that's why I do the work that I do because if we don't have that taken care of it's really hard to flourish in the rest of our lives yeah right and I think that's exactly what you were getting at there in terms of slowing down and asking yourself what do I need I think that's beautiful and I really love that you started with a deep breath because I actually start all my client sessions with some deep breathing Mm -hmm. just to do that to take a breath because our society today is so go 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 we never stop yeah. To just slow down and connect to our bodies and ground ourselves. Mm-hmm. So now all of that was just awesome. I could like listen to you go on about this stuff for hours and hours. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that so much. Um, so I, I have a question that relates to that for you. Mm-hmm. So I know that, yes, it's amazing to slow down and ask ourselves, what do I need? But I know that it's something that's really tricky for a lot of folks to actually practice and actually kind of listen, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering from your perspective, um, what kind of blocks or things would hold people back from hearing that intuition or what their body needs and actually practicing trusting that? So what mm-hmm. what might keep people stuck there that they could be aware of? So I think it's important to say that if you're listening to this, you're probably over 18 and you've probably lived a lifetime of not being allowed to trust yourself. And it all comes back to the inner child, the past self, past lives, whatever you're open to. (laughs) Um, But essentially it's this 
you're crying and your parents or your babysitter says, stop crying. Or you're screaming and you get put into a room because you're showing your emotions. Or you're a kid and you say, mom, I want this ice cream. I want these, I want these things. I want all this. And no, 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 you can't have that. So you're living in this as a child, you're living as a subconscious mushy brain where you're just absorbing what's going on and you live this life of, I want it. And then you get shut down. Maybe not all the time, but it, all it takes is one time of being shut down in your desire in your zero to seven years as a subconscious mushy brain where you're just literally living subconsciously for it to be imprinted in your fascia, for it to be imprinted in your emotions, for it to be imprinted in your energy. So how we begin to allow, or let me carry on with the block, sorry. So that's one thing, just your childhood, right? Of And your lifetime of not being able to trust your desire because an authority told you it was not the right desire to have. The same, so that how that plays into food is, oh, my body, I feel like I'm craving this chocolate cake or I feel like I'm craving this pasta. It's so funny because I'm, I'm saying pasta because I think people have this relationship with pasta like it's not a good thing. I had pasta at 11 o'clock last night, 11 o'clock the night before. It's my favorite like late night snack. <laughs> so like, let's just put that out there. Um, but, but essentially, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> essentially, it's this, if you can't trust that you want this treat at the store, you can't trust your cravings, you can't trust your desires, it's imprinted in your subconscious mind. So how we begin to look at that is the reality you're living is based on your subconscious mind. It's 95% of your brain. So that's where our limiting beliefs and our blocks come from. They're not conscious unless they've been so deeply imprinted that even consciously we think we can't have certain things, right? And that might be your story. That might be very real for you. I've had conscious blocks before too. But ultimately, the work's in the subconscious mind. So how we begin to play with the subconscious mind is this is the work that I do, obviously. So you can book sessions with energy healers. You can book hypnosis. You can self-guide hypnosis. You can watch uh, theta meditations on YouTube. You can do it all for free. You can spend money on it. You can do whatever feels good. Take it as far as you want. But what can you do right now at home? I'll say it once. I'll say it again. You, you close your eyes. You hold your body. And you just notice what thoughts are going on. What what programs are running because the program that's, Oh, I want this chip. Oh no, I can't have this chip. That's a program. It's not actually true. We can switch with awareness. We get to switch the program to would it feel really good and nourishing to nibble some chips today? Or would it feel like an escape from something else? And that's, that's that deep awareness of yourself because intuitive eating isn't about just eating everything in sight. It's about what would be so nourishing to my body and soul today. And sometimes that's a bag of chips and dip. And sometimes that's a Buddha bowl. So it's this, it's this conscious awareness that we begin and it's impressing the subconscious mind every single time we make that conscious decision. So the reason that I do hypnosis and hypnotherapy with my clients is because it's rapid Jen and I have done sessions together to, to impress your subconscious mind. It is rapid. You get the result right away, but I, I'm aware that's not available to everyone. So begin to impress your subconscious mind by creating evidence for why maybe a belief isn't serving you. For me, it was like, oh, I've lost my period. My pelvic floor is completely constricted. I can't even enjoy pleasure. I can't even have sex with my partner. Oh, my, um, my body is rejecting food. 
despite the fact that I haven't been feeding it. So I started to consciously be like, this can't be good. So therefore, I started building belief around why it would be so nourishing to eat with my intuitive ways, why it would be so nourishing to slow down on the exercising and move intuitively. I was building evidence for why these healthy, healthier habits would be healthy for me and why these not so healthy habits would not be so healthy for me. And I'm saying for me because everyone's different. So the subconscious mind can be impressed through your conscious mind. It can be impressed through journaling. It can be impressed through meditating. It can be impressed through theta sounds, driving, just having that awareness of, oh, this is serving me or this is not serving me. And there we get to be aware of those limiting beliefs. But a lot of it comes from, again, this, you can't trust yourself. Like I said, I thought I was doing great. And then something happened, an external experience in my life that really hurt me. I felt like I couldn't trust. All of a sudden, I stopped trusting myself. And I went back to my ways of I need control somehow. So we have to be okay with the fact that we're human and our trust will waver even when it comes to manifesting a common thing in like law of attraction manifesting or any type of manifesting is you have to have unwavering trust or it won't happen it's like well what the fuck i don't trust all the time i'm human i doubt myself i have i have concerns like i'm a human being of course i have this range of emotions so it's this ability to stand in your power and maybe we can move into power talk now it's like staying in your power, you can still waver. The paradigm exists that you might fall back into your really unhealthy eating routines that hurt yourself, or you may fall back into the, I'm not good enough or whatever it is, but you get to choose the paradigm that I am aware that this reality exists. I'm aware that this is a a quantum reality that's here, but I choose this paradigm. I choose the reality where I feel good, where I trust my body. And it's just constantly going with both. I have emotional emotional outbreaks all the time, but it's the emotional intelligence of, oh, I'm witnessing myself having this emotional experience. And that just allows you to move and flow with the limiting beliefs because they're always going to be there. They're always going to be there, right? So that's just the real talk. It's, it's not about get rid of these thoughts, get rid of these beliefs. They don't serve me. It's, oh, they're there because I'm human. How can I continue to recalibrate to what I really want and what really serves me? I went off. Mm-hmm. I went off. To- I <laughs> love that. Yes. No. Amazing. And the fact of noticing, yes, we're human. We're going to have some more of these not so great thoughts, not so great beliefs come creeping in. And like folks like you and I who are helping other people go through experiences still have things like that happen in our lives. I think it's funny and people think that, oh yes, once I get right, once I get rid of these thoughts, like I'll be good. I'll be fine. No, it's recognizing them, bringing awareness to them and reminding yourself, yeah, I'm human. It's okay to have these thoughts, but I know how to treat myself with respect and move past them. And yeah, sometimes you got to sit in that (laughs) negative crappy thought for a while and just feel it. And then you're like, okay, you know what? I'm, I'm good. I felt that I'm, I'm ready to move on and just continue living my best life. So I love that. And I love that you brought up like manifesting and law of attraction and like stepping into your power. Mm -hmm. So I would love, love, love for us to chat about that a little bit and how that kind of shows up in 
people's lives because like we said like relationship with food and your body is really an aspect of your entire life coming mm-hmm. together and it impacts all of those different areas your relationship your career just how you feel about yourself all the pieces so mm. I would love for you to talk about <laughs> stepping into your power and how folks can kind of practice that i kind of assuming that it's similar to what we've been chatting about already yeah. but I would just love to hear more of your thoughts surrounding that topic and yeah manifesting law of attraction whatever you would like to share today yeah so I think all for power I think with this intuitive eating conversation I think it's so important to mention these two types of power and they're both beautiful there's circumstantial power and then there's personal power circumstantial power is oh everything's going well I look how I want to look. I feel how I want to feel. All the external, I'm getting all the external validation. I feel good today. My vibe is high. So I'm in my power. That's a, that's circumstantial power, right? It's beautiful. And we get to lean into that. That's sort of the ego at play. It's like, oh yeah, like I've, it's all going my way. So I'm in my power because all these external factors are in my favor. So that's that circumstantial power. And yet again, it's not wrong. Just like aligning, I always align the soul and the ego. There's nothing wrong with it. It's beautiful. And we get to lean into it. Ride the wave when you're in those high frequencies. Ride the wave when you feel on top of the world. Ride the wave when you feel like you're just glowing and looking flawless. Like lean into it. But the personal power is no matter what's going on externally, no matter if I'm having a good body image day or not, no matter if I'm having a high self-worth day or not, no matter if I have zits all over my face or not, I'm in my power because I'm in my power. And it takes a long time to build that. Well, I shouldn't say a long time. It takes some work to build that. It doesn't need to take time because time's fake anyways. It's just an illusion, but it takes some work to be in your power, right? And being in your personal power is, it's funny because I released a podcast because I have a program called Embodied Confidence because confidence is my thing. (laughs) But I had this realization after a weekend of, you know, eating all the foods, drinking all the drinks, not exercising, not getting any work done. I had this realization that I don't fully love myself because I didn't fully love myself that Sunday night. And that is circumstantial power. Because if I worked out all weekend and ate more intuitively or more restricted even, right, I would have probably felt circumstantially better. So that is not what it's about because we're always then relying on things outside of us to go our way. Personal power is I love myself no matter what. I know I'm worthy no matter what. I know that I am here for a reason. I'm here for a purpose no matter what. And it's that I am statement. I am powerful. I am beautiful. I am strong. I am here for on purpose. And it takes time to get into it. So, But I love to be honest with you guys that I still really lean on my personal or my, sorry, my circumstantial power a lot. I really do. It's, I feel better when I dress a certain way. I feel better when my body looks like I'm just being honest with you guys. It's not easy to be in personal power. That is a whole new level. One thing that's really been helpful for me, and I think we can, I think it's clear now to the audience what personal and circumstantial power is and why they're both beautiful. This personal power is like, no matter what's going on around me, I'm in my power. What's been really helpful for me is combining me and my power with me and my purpose. And me and my purpose is the paradigm I choose is the paradigm where I'm a 
multimillionaire. I am in flow in all my relationships. I am changing the world and I have massive impact and fame because I'm here on purpose and people need in my world. That's me and my power. I don't need to be looking a certain way. I don't need to have clients rolling in. I don't need to have a certain amount of money in my bank account or a certain amount of love or a certain amount of people reaching out to me saying how amazing I am to know that that is my truth. So when I was able to combine that and whether maybe your maybe your personal power is I'm here to be the best employee. I'm here to be the best mom, the best sister. Whatever your there's no hierarchy of your purpose. Whatever your purpose is, if you can align that with your power, it's kind of funny to think that that would be based that that God or the universe or source would be like, "Oh, but you can't live out your purpose if you're not 20 pounds lighter." You can't. It's kind of funny to look at that, right? So when we bring the big picture of why am I here? Why did I choose earth? The the whole body image, the whole um I should be shrinking and pretzeling myself. It's kind of it's just not aligned. So if you can bring your power into your purpose, you will just remember how freaking powerful you are. And you get to eat the ways you want to eat because it nourishes and serves you. And you get to sleep when you want to sleep because it nourishes and serves you. And and you get to exercise when you want to exercise because it nourishes and serves you. And it's all in alignment with your beautiful purpose. So personal power and circumstantial power, how, how can you start now? Just notice them. Notice, I did this recently. So I was in kind of a bad mood or whatever, which again, Personal power, it doesn't matter. You don't need to be high vibe all the time. Personal power is I'm feeling moody. I'm feeling grumpy. I'm feeling depressed. I'm feeling anxious. But I return to the paradigm that I'm here on purpose and I have big dreams and visions for myself. So that's big, like big energy, not high energy, because I'm usually high energy, but sometimes I'm not. It doesn't change my power. It doesn't change that I'm incredible. It doesn't change that people want to work with me and be in my world. So there's high energy and there's big energy. There's personal power and there's circumstantial power. If you want to be in your power because you're in a good mood all the time and you're high vibe all the time, you're setting yourself up for failure because you're not going to be like that all the time because you're a human. So when I um when I remind myself of when I when I'm aware of my circumstantial and personal power, it all comes clear. So recently I had a I was feeling low and then a client a, a person messaged me and said they wanted to book a session. And I noticed myself, oh, everything's good now and I'm happy now because I have this external validation that I'm worthy. So that to me was as powerful as nobody messaging me and that putting me in a bad mood. It was, it was as influential in my awareness of circumstantial power because I'm letting something outside of me determine my worth, right? Essentially. And this is, this was like last week. Like I haven't arrived. I'm on this journey with you guys, just like Jen's on the journey with you. So notice when you're circumstance in your circumstantial power and notice when you're in your personal power and that's it. Awareness is everything because once you're aware of it, you're reprogramming your subconscious mind with ease and it gets to just be this, Oh, I'm aware that I'm in my circumstantial power and I'm going to return to my personal power that even though these things are going well, or even though these things aren't going well, I'm here on purpose. I'm here to live my life. I am powerful. I'm the creator. Done. Awareness is the key. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like I just <laughs> the entire time I was like smiling so big because wow, I 
<laughs> I loved all of that. And the talk of power and circumstantial power and personal power, just wow. Like it is honestly, and we've talked about these things a lot. And even listening to you is just like so eye opening to me as well. And I think the a big thing here I want to point out is that your personal power is not determined by your body size. That's you it. mentioned that. And I think that's that is such a big thing to recognize yeah. and bring awareness to. Like, yeah, you can live your purpose on this earth and not have a certain body size. It's not determined by that, mm-hmm. right? Not related at all. No, and it doesn't matter, but we're always told by society that it does matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does not. You can you can develop and foster all of these feelings of power and confidence and living your truest, most authentic life without changing or shrinking and doing all of those things. And mm-hmm. I think the point of external validation and being like, oh, okay, now I'm worthy that I got that external validation is huge because I think that that's something that I look for as well. Like you're saying this just happened to you last week. Like I have these experiences probably like on a weekly basis, (laughs) right? Like where it's like, oh yeah, now that happened and and now I feel good and everything's fine. But no, like our, our life and just living your best life does not also be determined by external validation Mm -hmm. and I think folks can get that through a lot of ways in terms of like food and body things like by the number on the scale and the validation that other people say of like oh you look so great if they were at a smaller size and thinking about those things but that's not what is important in life and that's Mm -hmm. not stepping into your power but uh, I love that. I love that chat so much. And I think that's something that's so cool for people to bring awareness to and that it always does come back to awareness. Mm-hmm. If that's like anything that you could take away from this, it's definitely awareness. Yeah. <laughs> awareness is everything. And we're all just human, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. we are all human and just noticing that and knowing that it's okay to have all of these different emotions and feelings and energies and it's all part of our experience Mm -hmm. right so Mm -hmm. bringing bringing that awareness curiosity no judgment just awareness and grace for yourself yeah I think that's yeah the biggest thing if you could I guess give like one takeaway in your mind Haley from this episode and the chat we had today what do you think that that would be I think it would be meet yourself where you're at. I don't know that I necessarily even said that today, but it all comes back to that. Meet yourself where you're at. And that's that holistic awareness, right? It's the awareness of meet yourself where you're at with your breath, hold your body and breathe. Meet yourself where you're at with what you need, what you want. It's this constant checking in with yourself, right? Like if you had a newborn baby, or a new puppy, you'd be checking in on them. How are they doing? Are they good? Do they need anything? Do they want anything? Treat your body like that. I have this new thing that I do and I say, my human needs this because I do live in the quantum realm a lot, but I I love being human. I love I love food, I love money, I love wine, I love pleasure, I love friends, you know, like I love the human things. So I remind myself of that and and it's what does my human want? My human needs a nap. My human needs a meal. Like, so it's the same thing. Meet yourself where you're at. Check in. What does your body need? You don't need to say my human because I know I'm weird. (laughs) But what does my body need? Meet yourself where you're at every single day. What does she need? Or what does he need? Uh, What do they need? And what do they want? 
that's where you meet yourself at. And that's it. It becomes really easy. It becomes the, it becomes this living in presence, therefore living in pleasure, living in ease. If you're constantly just, Hey, what do I need now? Not just autopilot. Like even throughout this conversation, like autopilot, I'm kind of reaching, grabbing my coffee, but I'm not actually enjoying my coffee. So, you know, it, it would be more, I'll have this conversation and I'll have my coffee after. But you can't always be in flow all the time. You, we're human. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We are human. And coming back to that question of what do I need and practicing, 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 practicing. Yeah. It is something that is a journey. Yeah. It's not a sprint. Yep. <laughs> it's something that you practice on a daily basis. So I love that. And this chat has been so, so wonderful. I loved having you on the podcast. I'm already like, I need to have Haley again. <laughs> so, oh, yes, absolutely. So that brings me to uh, my wrap up questions. And I, I have one that I typically ask my guests is how do you practice living intuitively in your life? But I think that was our whole chat. So <laughs> I'm not sure we need to really cover that one. <laughs> but yeah, if you have anything to add. Yeah, I think what I would just add to that is how I do it because I meet myself where I'm at. And it's not to say I'm further along by any means, but it, by any means, let me tell you, but what I do, what, where, when I meet myself where I'm at, when I'm really in my power and my body's like, oh yeah, she's giving me what she needs and she's giving me what she wants. I take it to this next level. So intuitive intuition for me is actually in actual embodiment, which is I embody all the thoughts, feelings that come up, even if it's only for 30 seconds, because it allows that experience, emotion or thought to live. And therefore it can just pass or I can ride it out if it feels really good. Some, sometimes it feels good and sometimes it feels horrible. So embodiment is how I'm in, intuitive because I tap into it. I also am big into human design. So I pay attention to my inner authority of how I make decisions. And that's, it's, in, it's directly, it's completely the check-in. What do I need? It's what would my, what would my authority say? And then it's the answer. So between embodiment and checking in with my unique energy, um, that's how I live intuitively. And again, it's not perfect by any means. It's a journey. <laughs> Always a journey. No, I love that. And I think definitely embodiment and human design is for sure a chat we could have another day because yes. those things are amazing. Yeah. And I love both of them as well. Um, just another fun question for you. Um, not the typical, like, what would your favorite food be? But mm -hmm. what would you be as a food based on your personality? So what I would be, it's not a food, or maybe it is, I don't know. But it's I would be like a dip, or a sauce, or a seasoning. Because I believe as a human, I just bring the party, you know, like I bring the energy anywhere I go, it's better because I'm there. And that's how I feel about dips and sauces. Like, I love sauce, like I love sauce on everything. So I feel like I would be that it's like, I'm, I'm just complimenting wherever I am. And I'm bringing out the best wherever I go. 
Yes. And that is so true. (laughs) Haley and I are such good friends and she does definitely bring the energy wherever (laughs) she goes. So I think that's a great one. (laughs) All the flavor, all the dips and sauces. And yeah, you can also bring that into whoever's listening, your relationship with food. Maybe it'll be better with some dips and sauces and spices. (laughs) Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Well, that wraps out today's episode. So Haley, if you could just share where the listeners can connect with you, learn from you, just tell us all the things. Okay. So I, the, the place to go is my Instagram because I'm there a lot. I show up there on my stories and I show up out of a channeled place. I never, I don't batch any content. I don't plan ahead. It's just like, what's coming out of my mouth today (laughs) so if you like that energy um you can head to my instagram and it's at uplift underscore lifestyle and i'm sure jen will put this all in the notes and then if you want to listen to if you liked what i'm talking about about personal power and manifestation and all the things wants and needs you can listen to my podcast uplift lifestyle podcast and it's available everywhere that you can listen to podcasts so that's where to find me my offerings are I don't know when this episode is being released but my offerings are changing a lot so if you're interested in anything I offer you can look at the link in my bio you can shoot me a message just say that you listen to this podcast and yeah I would love to meet you there so Instagram or my podcast Awesome. That's great. I'm sure a lot of listeners are going to want to connect with you because you have some wonderful, wonderful insight to share. So thank you, Haley. This has been so great. And like I said, I know we have lots of other things we could definitely chat about in the future, but thank you for today. It has been so, so wonderful. Thank you so much, Jen. I'm so happy to be here. And if you were listening to this podcast, you are so lucky to have Jen in your life. I'm telling you, she is the calming wise influence that we all need and I've listened to her first podcast episodes and I'm just grateful for the universe and the collective that you exist and that you now have this podcast platform to get this information out there so Jen's amazing if you're if you're working in intuitive eating you got to work with her she's the best so I just wanted to say that as well I love you as much as you love me (laughs) (laughs) oh Haley you are the sweetest thank you so much for that Thanks so much for listening to the Intuitively You podcast. You can find the show notes from today's episode along with all the takeaways at theintuitivenutritionist.com slash podcast. Let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at the.intuitive.nutritionist. Be sure to share and tag me when you're listening along. And if you're loving the podcast, I would be so honored for you to go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button and leave a review. I'm so happy you're here and learning how to better your relationship with food, your body, and yourself. Until next time, keep on living intuitively you.